So you've been 23 for what? This is how we're starting. <laughs> I've been 23 for six months. I turned 23 in two months. 23 is... 23 and me. I'm going to say, you know how like some people are like, age is just a number. 23 is a number. And it's a hard one. 24 mm-hmm. is a feeling. Mm-hmm. And 22 is a phase. But 23 is a number. Is is this that much better than me? Like, hey guys, welcome. I feel like it's real. Hey, what's up, you guys? Yes. <laughs> this week we're watching. Oh, I'm Isa. I'm Chell, and we are here at Inka's house. <laughs> yeah, this is our first episode in person together. So if we're a little silly goofy, it's because we don't have a digital screen to separate ourselves. Oh, also, first episode with new microphones. Oh my god. Yeah. You don't hear that grain, do you? I like how I'm looking at the computer. I like, I like the tin can kind of <laughs> aesthetic. I feel like yours wasn't that bad, but mine was like... Mm. I love that like echo feeling. It's like... It's like in a distance, you know. It's like I'm in the twenties. It's like I'm twenty-three. Anyway, <laughs> what movie are we covering? Uh this week we are talking about But I'm a Cheerleader. Uh from nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull up that letterbox. I, I just did. Nineteen ninety nine. I honestly thought it was earlier than that. I think somewhere I read that it was released in two thousand. But like in the parentheses, you know? Oh. It would put... I think it premiered at some film festival. In 99? Yeah. So technically, it's like 1999. Okay. Well, uh, it's been blowing my mind recently that, like, some actors and actresses that I know that are now in their 50s were, like, young in the 90s. That's been really destroying my brain recently. I was about to be like, you were young in the 90s. Most of our friends were born in like '99. Not us. No, sorry. New millennia. You know what I mean? Like turn of the century. Truly, sucks to be old. old. <laughs> not us. Sorry, we're not 24. <laughs> we're 23 on average. <laughs> anyway, but I'm a cheerleader. Uh, directed by Jamie Babbitt. Uh, so Letterbox says a comedy of sexual disorientation. Megan is an all-American girl, a cheerleader. She has a boyfriend. But Megan doesn't like kissing her boyfriend very much. And she's pretty touchy with her cheerleader friends. Her conservative parents worry that she might be a lesbian and send her off to sexual redirection school where she must, with other lesbians and gays, learn how to be straight. That's the letterbox review? That's the letterbox like plot summary. That's really long for a letterbox it is. plot it, summary. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would call it a school, isn't it? Like, mm, yeah, it's definitely like not a school. It's definitely not funded by the government. That's for sure. Like, they don't even go to school. It's like two months off of school, if anything. Well, I think it's during school because she's all like, "Are you guys excited for the football game?" And but everyone, like, but that's like when they take her out of school. Mm. Okay. So, I-, I think that's a pretty good summary. Um. 
basically our main character megan played by natasha leon queen <laughs> is, is well she doesn't know this <laughs> but she is, like many other lesbians <laughs> she everyone around her one day after school basically like I, like it's they have an intervention yeah it's like an intervention like and, kidnapping if you will yeah and they send her to a conversion camp is a bit loose of a term it's like a program yeah like a conversion house if anything a conversion home <laughs> and basically my eyelids just opened a different yeah so basically she's there with a ton of other kids and they have to quote unquote learn to be straight and like learn their place in society and like what roles they have to take and it's a five-step program and yeah i've got the five steps written should i read them yeah go ahead step one admitting you're a homosexual step two rediscovering your gender identity step three finding the root of your homosexuality slash family therapy there's like a title card and I think the title card says family therapy, but then there's like a whiteboard and the whiteboard says finding the root of your homosexuality. We'll get to that. Four, <laughs> demystifying the opposite sex. And last but not least, five, simulated sexual lifestyle. One of these steps is way worse in my, like, I'm telling you, like, to my core felt so wrong. in this. Yeah, movie. I wonder which one it is. I wonder. Anyway, so she goes through these steps with other people in her class, let's say that, her cohort uh-huh. mm-hmm, of lesbians and gays. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them get kicked out at certain points and they go to a gay club. And in the end, our main character, Megan, sorry, I have to keep looking at her name because in my head it's like Natasha Leone. Um, but Megan learns that she is in fact a homosexual most importantly with the help of graham yeah and she leaves conversion house they run away together with a girlfriend into the sunset yeah yeah with the help of other like people who live in a house nearby that they 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 had to go to the conversion camp and then like came adults and were like we are free and they like liberate other yeah. children at this place. I think they call them XX gays. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. They live like in a house like two streets down. Yeah, that like, at almost one point across they protest. The street. Yeah. Like at one point they like the group of conversion kids is sent there. After meeting them. Like the yeah. night before. <laughs> like the night before they went out partying with them because they like drive them to the gay club. And then they're like we now have to protest them. Because they get caught. Yeah, because they get caught. Yeah. All right. So I'd like to say first, mm-hmm. Natasha Leone just does not age. I. It's true. I don't, like, I looked it up and she was 19 in this movie. And I've seen her in uh, Slums of Beverly Hills, which I can't remember what year that came out in. She's also pretty young. But I, I'll be real. Like, she doesn't age that much. Yeah, so the actress that plays Graham, uh, Clea Duvall, she, I guess, was, like, 
like the role was written for her or the director like was like i want you and then clea duvall was like my friend really wants to be in this and she took one look at natasha leone and was like this girl does not give good girl (laughs) religious vibes but i'll give her a chance um and yeah and she killed it and then she became megan and also she watched the director watched slums of beverly hills and was like yeah no she could do it she could be megan yeah no in slums of beverly hills she's like the movie made me uncomfortable slums of beverly hills yeah i've never i don't know a single thing it's about there are certain points where it's uncomfortable and like wrong oh you're like why is natasha leone's 14 year old character with his 19 year old but anyway she's a very good actress in it i will give her that so it makes sense that they wanted her for this movie. Um, also, a lot of the cast doesn't really age, if I were to be real about it. Top of the bill, RuPaul. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere RuPaul was like 39 in this movie. Yeah. And I was like, what? You could have told me he's a rough 39 right now in the year 2023. Yeah. Like, okay, so RuPaul. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say when her family, Megan's family, sets her up that they're going to send her to conversion camp, who comes to take her other than RuPaul in a shirt that says, um, Drake is great and he's wearing all blue. And when that when that man showed up on my screen, I was like, what is going on here? Did you um, know he's in this movie? I didn't. I, I didn't. Did you I didn't have a know RuPaul he- jump scare? <laughs> yeah, I did. And, I, like, RuPaul was in this movie before he obviously got Drag Race um, fame. So I think at the time he just got in a show and one other thing, but, like, not Drag Race. But seeing RuPaul now, like, what, what I know, like, me as a person, who is RuPaul to me? Drag Race. And then Drag seeing- queen? A drag queen? <laughs> I am the queen of drag. <laughs> I had to sneak that in the list. So good, yeah. But that gr- that like such such a clear tone of blue. Dre mm-hmm. is great shirt. Um, huge thing in this movie is colors. All the girls are in a like bright pink, and all the boys are in this like toned blue. And the whole house is also like when they come into the conver- the conversion home. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything is pink from top to bottom. The beds, the sheets, the walls, the lamps. There's a scene where let me see what step it was. They were I think it might have been rediscovering your gender identity. Basically, the way they were doing this was just by like doing man things or doing woman things, like solidifying their gender roles. And one of them for the men, I guess, was just like running around cars and pretending to shoot things and there's this one part where a car is painted completely blue even the windows like it is commitment to the colors in this movie is great and apparently a lot of people didn't like it when it came out the whole movie or the colors probably both it was both but they would probably like i feel like in the 90s if you were, I forget the word. What is it? Homo, not homosexual. 
The one where you don't like the homos. Are you talking about homophobic? Yeah. I feel like in the <laughs> In the nineties, look, it's Pride Month. You're so liberal. You you don't even know the word. I don't even see You're so, gay. Everybody's You're such an ally. Um Yeah. So I feel like in the nineties, if you were homophobic, you wouldn't be like, I didn't like the colors. You would just be like, I don't like that this is gay. Okay, true. No, I really like the colors. I like the aesthetic of, like, the pink and blue, everything. It was so funny. I think it made it, like, it was definitely, like, like, how far can we push the satire? And it was, like, the pink and the blue, everything. I loved it. It was so good. Um, One thing that constantly ran through my mind while watching this movie, the conversion home is called True Directions. And the only thought in my mind was the Glee New New Directions. That was my first note. That was every time, like even right now, I had to read it off my paper, True Directions, because in my mind, it's New Directions. I looked up. I was like, is New Directions in Glee like a reference to this movie? And I couldn't find any like solid proof, but Ryan Murphy uh, hired the director of this movie for his first show popular so i'm choosing to believe that true di- no see now i'm doing it that new directions uh in glee is a reference to true directions and there was something else that happened in this movie that i don't remember that just felt more of like a confirmation of that but i guess we'll never know oh wait i wrote a channel it was that they both start with cheerleading clips but the pilot of glee and this movie both start with like up close shots of cheerleaders, both in red and white uniforms, which is like easily a basic cheerleading like uniform color scheme. But I'm choosing to believe it was on purpose. Yeah, I'm like thinking, what was the name of the school in this movie? The school, I don't remember. Definitely not McKinley High. Okay, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the beginning, like, the focusing on the cheerleading shots immediately, which is, like, abdomen and chest. I was like, just like, what's going bouncing. on here? There's one part where you can see, like, the outline of nipple. I didn't remember that. Well, maybe mm. then. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, one of my favorite parts in this movie is every time the character Megan, Natasha Leone is confused they play this like little sound like her parents are like her dad's like um we just want to like you know make sure that you're like you know doing and her mom is like we think you're a lesbian and then Natasha Leone looks confused and then there's like a little like she does this cross eye thing where she's like yeah like she like we just have a little noise to make sure we know that she's confused that she's gay and then like when she has to admit that she's a homosexual and she starts like crying. She's like, I'm a homosexual. I'm a homosexual. And then they like play music with it too. And I was just like, did we need the music right now? But like camp, I guess. It is camp. I like how top of the list, they, they give her multiple like uh, points of like evidence of like why she's a lesbian. Top of the list, vegetarian. 
Yeah, the tofu thing was like the first thing. And I was like, okay. And then it was like, what was the next one? It was something like the... It, one of them, I don't remember one if this was like the second or third one. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, two was posters in your room that are like all, all of women. women. <laughs> there's like one point where she opens her locker and there's just a cutout of legs. Just a woman's leg. And like Michelle, baby Michelle Williams takes it out of her locker and like brings it as evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then three is like vaginal art. Yeah, like pillows. It's definitely not called vaginal art. Well, you started to say vaginal. (laughs) Sounds like we're rocking with vaginal art. (laughs) I don't know the right word. Um, it's it's like you know, like phallic phallic is like yeah, women, Mm -hmm. not women, sorry. But like you know what's going on. Yeah, down yeah, there. yeah. Um, I need to take an English class, bro. But yeah, that. Oh my god. Yeah, they're like you hug your friends too much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Talking about Michelle Williams, this cast is crazy. Like, we have Natasha Lyonne, Michelle Williams, RuPaul. Dante Basco, voice of Zuko. Yeah, Dante Basco. Uh, Kathy Moriarty. She was in um. She was in the Casper live action movie, and I love that as a kid. Oh, no, it was so good, bro. Who she did was she play? Miss Mary. Oh, okay. Oh, in charge. Uh, also, Melanie, Melanie Linsky. Queen. Did I know who she was at the beginning of this year? No. The important really? thing is that I know who she is now. I've just, like, seen her, and she just doesn't age. She was in Coyote Ugly, no? For, like, two seconds? I've only seen clips of Coyote Ugly via, like, being seven years old and being around the TV. (laughs) Were your parents watching, like, Coyote Ugly? I guess. They were probably like, she won't remember any of this. And they were right. She is in Coyote Ugly. I just know that because I've seen that movie... I guess she's also in Ever After, which I think she did before this. Which is crazy, because in my mind... She is in Ever After. Yeah, I thought she oh, looked older in Ever After. After. I, think, I think she did Ever After before, but I'm a cheerleader. Did you know they have a Coyote Ugly Saloon in Tampa? I think I did know that. That's... Let's go work there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally have the confidence. <laughs> you know what <laughs> you're so right look i i have to look up ever after i love that movie while you're looking that up i have a tangent so uh-huh. the blue and pink color scheme right it's the same time what was the same time crazy ever after is 98 oh wow so it's probably filming around the same time that's crazy because she looks older in my head in ever after not, yeah that's what i would thought i i keep moving the mic away these ha- we have to be like mouth on top of these microphones order for you to hear us but yeah so the blue pink color scheme reminded me a lot of like i used to work at the zoo right and i've probably definitely told you this before but we sold these bubble wands and some of the bubble wands were like shark themed and because i worked in merchandise i didn't do anything cool like working with animals some of them were shark themed some of them are like pink unicorns because real animals aren't girly enough and we would get children passing by 
and then like reach for the thing and like sometimes a boy would grab a unicorn one and these parents would lose it they'd be like no you have to get the shark one and the kid would be like no i want the pink one and they're like pink is for sissies and i just have to stand there and like ring them up after this interaction yeah, it just reminded me of that. Because in this movie, I mean, it's, like, satirical. So it's so ridiculous and, like, silly, the things that they're making them do. But obviously, people really be like that. Just reminded me of that. Yeah, the activities done in this movie to, like, learn your role. What was it the girls had? To, they just have to, like, clean things. Yeah. And the men have to, like, fix cars. <laughs> they have to, like... Like, not even play actual football. Like, simulate football. Yeah, everything's a simulation. So, like, simulating mopping. There's, like, a blue, like, cardboard cutout of a touchdown thing. Clearly, I don't watch football. Of a touchdown thing is what I'm going to call it. And... Yeah. Everything's, like... It's, like, a cardboard cutout. About not watching football, one of the punishments RuPaul's character threatens the children with, the boys with, because they're staring at the guy fixing the car too much because he's, like, hot. He's like, we will make you watch sports for, like, two days straight or something. (laughs) And, like, they're so right. There's a doghouse that one of them gets put. It's, like, basically a doghouse. Yeah. They put him in the dog. It reminded me of Adam's Family Values. When uh, Wednesday and that other guy from the Santa Claus get put in like a way camper, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, am I thinking of the right thing? Am I thinking of the parent trap? No, no, no. Like a general camp trope to put children in dog houses. Yeah, they're put in like a little home and they have to watch like the Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Oh yeah, and she comes out and her face is all like creepy. Like creepy, faking it, just like in this movie. Yeah, except Natasha Leone's character, Megan, is not faking it half the time. Yeah. In the beginning, she's, she's like, on her studying. Like, she is for real. She's like, I will be straight. Because she... Mark my words. She genuinely does not know or, like, fully understand herself. Which is really interesting about, like, this kind of coming out movie. Is like... I, I read this online that, like, there were like a lot of coming out movies or like people like rejecting it or like hiding it and this is more of like megan genuinely finding out through a conversion camp (laughs) that she is gay and like at the end living her life like that like at one point when she goes to the was it xx gays house yeah and she's like teach me how to be a lesbian stop i read this down (laughs) let me find it Oh yeah, she goes. I thought you could teach me how to be a lesbian. What do what they do? Where they live? (laughs) Yeah, they're like, we can't teach you that, sweetie. They're like, you just have to live, and I think that's like a very sweet thing. You know, that's a very sweet message. I'm just looking at the quotes I wrote down. (laughs) Yeah, I I like I watch this movie passively one time through and i meant to watch it a second time but i just like i didn't have the time you know it'd be like that it'd be like that you know 23 got things going this is so 23 23. unemployed (laughs) 
there's what yeah so they're like trying to find the root at one point of why they all are gay like what made them gay and i don't remember everybody's reason but they get to graham and she goes my mother got married in pants i'm sure she's saying that like ironically she just has to say something and then someone else's root was like they were born in what was it did i don't I don't remember that one. There are, like, several roots that are quite ridiculous. I think one of them was just being in the locker room. (laughs) Yeah. Just around other men. One of them was a botched, like, like, one of the, I don't remember the specific word he used, but it's, like, the Jewish ceremony where you get circumcised. Oh. I, I think Megan's root, she said during family therapy yeah. she's was like, like genuinely racking her brain yeah because she's for real about it at this point it's not until she really goes to the gay bar that she is actually like oh my god like maybe i shouldn't be rocking with this but like her root is that for a while her dad got laid off and her mom had to go to work and miss mary the lady in charge of the camp is like that is so smart megan like your your mother was definitely domineering and the mom is your there, father like, oh. was emasculated and she's, she's like, like it oh, wasn't like that and she's like no it was <laughs> and yeah the finding your root thing and that one kid's root was not good enough like it might have been the locker like, room one yeah miss mary was like genuinely like that's not a good enough reason which like they had to come up with a reason yeah truly truly insane i'd like to mention that at the gay club um uh julie delphi is like cast as lipstick lesbian mm-hmm. um, i don't know who that is either julie delphi is from the movie before sunrise she's in that trilogy with uh, Ethan i Hawk. still haven't watched that yet that's yeah. a trilogy yeah before sunrise before after sunset or like before midnight <laughs> Something like that. It's like Crazy. three of them. And it's all, both of them growing up. Like, so in the first one, they're obviously very young. And then it, they hit like their early 30s. Uh-huh. And then we see them again in their like 40s, 50s. And it's it, like the first one definitely got me. And the other two were like not as powerful, but I think it's because I am like young still. So, like, you don't get it yet. Like, I think I don't get it because it's like I haven't been like married, but like in love (laughs) with someone else all of my life. And then, like, later on, you haven't been like with the love of your life for so many years, but also like dealing with the problems of like getting older and changing and like how do you change together? I think they're beautiful movies, and I'm sure the books are even better. Um, Yeah, books? They're books too. Books? They're books too. Um, But it's like her and Ethan Hawke spend like from a train and he's like oh my god we should like spend the whole night here before before sunrise before her train to go visit her friends the and before name his, of the movie yeah before his train and um but anyway she's like a french actress french um, canadian or french american i don't know either way she like has the cutest little accent and she's a very talented actress she's so pretty it was just crazy when i saw her at the club and i was like oh my god are we gonna get like actual lines from her and we do not no she is silenced they get like a little bit of dancing yeah she's always just like slow dancing at this bar, yeah which is interesting but you know what her go her in the bar there's like an american flag where instead it like the stars are still there 
but instead of like the normal stripes of the American flag, it's like the pride flag. And it's like, this is a very, this is making my brain short circuit. Like, just seeing, like, the, the stripes are just colored in rainbow? Yeah. Oh, okay. But with the stars of, like, still in the, the American, yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah, call. Am I right? Call. America for the win. You know, we got, a, we got an American muscle car right now in the Le Mans race. I don't know what any of those Le Mans words is mean. A car race that's typically dominated by Europeans. Okay, but you know, rah rah, America. Oh, oh, yeah. If you want to learn more about that, watch Ford versus Ferrari. Christian. Oh Bale's my gosh. Anyway, back to the movie. Um, things that I found that I felt were a crime in this movie were. The, the, like, at the end, um, Natasha Leon's character is trying to win over Graham's mm-hmm. character, Megan and Graham. Graham has stayed in the program, and Megan has gotten kicked out because she refused to do the simulated sexual lifestyle mm. with um, Rock. Mary's son. Yeah, Rock. Rock. And Rock is, quote, straight. Uh-huh. Rock is not. And um, so she gets kicked out, and her parents abandon her. And, like, she fully expects Graham to go with her. Like, she's like, if I'm out, Graham's definitely out. But Graham comes from, like, rich, annoying parents, seemingly. And they're like, no, you're going to stay in. So Graham stays in, and she's about to graduate from her... She's about to graduate being straight. And um, to win her over, Megan does the cheer because she's like, I would love to see you cheer. Um, it felt like a crime to me. It, it felt, felt like a crime to you. It, just, it, it gave me secondhand embarrassment. No, I thought it was to adorable. watch Natasha Leo and be like, "Oh my god!" Like, do this cheer when she's like, "What did she say?" I don't remember. I don't remember what she says, but it, it gave me secondhand embarrassment. What is a true crime? Is the scene of the simulated sexual lifestyle where we have these kids in like morph suits with like. Flowers like on their crotches. Adam and Eve costume, <laughs> <laughs> and they have to role play. Yeah, straight sex. And Megan Bales. So Graham has to do it for some reason. <laughs> so it, I literally had to sit through that scene and just like hold in my whole body from rejecting what I was seeing at one point. Mary, the program director, is, like, guiding them through it, right? And Rock is laying, like, planking on top of Clea Duval. And he's doing, like, push-ups. He starts, before he starts doing push-ups, he starts wriggling his body, like, horizontally. <laughs> and she's just not moving at all. She's like, and then she's like, no, like Mary's like, no, no. And then he, then he starts doing push-ups. And she's like, yes, yeah. And he's like literally just doing push-ups. And yeah. I was just like, how is this legal? Speaking of legal, Megan's like 17, right? And at the beginning of the movie, like Mary comments like, oh, it's a good thing you got here now because like you almost lost her to college and i feel like that implies that all the children here are underage like she's probably on the older side of the program maybe and i i don't understand why they kick them out 
when they get caught for like relapsing into being homosexuals <laughs> the whole point of the program is it not for them to become straight like so if you kick them out that confused me a lot yeah it's like a punishment but i guess because all of their parents are like forcing them to be there they like some of them obviously get kicked out of their mm-hmm. homes if they are not successfully graduated from the program. So, I mean, that's like a real element of like, you know, like some people mm-hmm. are like so not accepting that it's like you could get kicked out of homes. But, yeah. Do you have any funny or other little notes? Um, I don't even remember the context of this quote, but I keep looking at it on my iPad. Uh, quote, my cocksucking days are over. I'm normal. Okay, so cocksucker is the name of the oh, yeah. bar that they go to. And so he says that as because they get caught. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the whole group gets There's caught. There's like matches going. or something. Yeah, so they get caught and the kid is trying to not get kicked out of the program. <laughs> so he's saying that to his parents and Miss Mary, the director. Um, yeah. Oh. Uh, Anyway, the the director of this is uh, Jamie Babbitt. I looked up an interview done with them um, in 2020 because it was coming up to the 20-year anniversary of the movie. Um, The director was inspired by Clueless, uh, which I guess makes sense with the excess use of color and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, quote, I wanted to tell a lesbian love story where they don't kill each other at the end or someone dies. I wanted to have a happy ending, like a fun romantic comedy. And I think when I finished this movie, I was genuinely, like, really happy because I was like, oh, that's so cute. They just, like, end up together. Yeah. Like, uh, Megan and Graham end up together. It's a happy little ending. And they wrap it up just like that. And I I guess, like, in the moment when I was watching this, I realized how many, like, movies or TV or, like, shows or, like, just general media surrounding, like, the wilds. Oh, I've never. Anyway, but like it, it just like ends badly for the couple. As always, like there's a punishment for being in love, and I really like that this movie ends with just they run off together and they're happy. And in the end, her parents go to the group called I think it's like Parents and yeah. Friends of. Um, I wrote it down. Hold on, let me find it. Yeah, it's Parents and Friends of Lesbians and Gays, and then on like both sides of the chalkboard it says. Our child is gay, and that's okay. And also, we love our gay children. Yeah, and like, we see Megan's dad there, and I thought that was a very sweet thing, where it's like, like, you can have a happy ending. Because like, in the beginning of the movie, when they're about to like, ship her away, they still seem like, they're so sweet to her. I know it's bad. (laughs) In the context of this movie, they're so like, sweet to her and whatever. And so, I, I mean, this is the second time I've seen it, but like, in this fake world that I was constructing in my head while watching this movie, I was like, but they wouldn't, like, kick her out. I know they would, because it's a movie, and that's the whole point of this movie. That's why she's here. But in my head, I'm like, they wouldn't kick her out. And then there's a scene in the middle where they're like, if you choose to continue being gay, you can't come home. And, like, this movie's pretty lighthearted. Obviously, I know it's like still satirical about a very serious subject, but when that part happened, I was like, mm. "Yeah." And I don't think I had seen that scene before. Like, I don't think it was 
not not the scene like right in the middle of the movie the end scene i don't think i had seen that scene before when i watched it the first time but like yeah i don't think the scene where they say that they would kick her out doesn't fit per se but it's just like probably one of the sadder parts of this relatively lighthearted movie so yeah it hurt me a little when that part came up but then at the end i was like oh yay yeah it was like a cute happy ending and i was like so even that part got to be like a happy ending yeah definitely um we were talking about like how this movie was disliked initially and that's what this um, interview that i was reading was about and um the director was talking about how like the initial controversy um the director was young at the time and this is their directorial debut and talking about how there was a lot of critique from making a satirical comedy at a time where the gay community was facing obviously like the AIDS crisis and a pandemic and kind of being like how could you make this movie about uh, like a serious topic as conversion camps and therapies like that that obviously ruin a lot of people's lives and have long-lasting horrible effects on people and their identities and how they feel um and making kind of like a really lighthearted comedy about it um and like that controversy that surrounded the movie and how like us as viewers now 20 plus years later we don't have that like context Mm -hmm. and so when we watch it it's like we live in a world where like you know gay marriage has passed and like we can look back on this and be like oh that's crazy but like acknowledge that those things are still ongoing and that like this is still like a fight but not understand like like i had no idea that like or it's not that i had no idea it's that without like that interview i didn't really get the full context as to why there was controversy and Mm -hmm. like it was disliked originally yeah because i feel like we appreciate camp like you know air quotes a lot more yeah um but that's because like even though you know things are still pretty pretty bad they're a lot better than in the 90s you know so there's more like wiggle room for us to be able to like make comedy about things like that and like satirize it without it seeming like it's making light too much the topic but yeah obviously we were not alive in the 90s so we don't know firsthand uh like the I'm so much less eloquent than you. <laughs> the vibes, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that was what I had to add about that. Um, We usually do a recast. I had a really hard time. I was in Google. I was in Google. I was... I was you were only, hacking the main... I was hacking the mainframe. <laughs> typing in young actors now. Uh, current young actors. Young gay actors young lesbian actors and i was having a really hard time uh but i i I, you have some sort of yeah right yeah should i go ahead yeah go ahead okay so i only did megan graham uh the director mary counselor mike who's uh played by rupaul in this movie uh rock who's the son and then lloyd and larry uh, who are like the xx gays Mm -hmm. those are the only ones that i did so Honestly, for Megan and Graham, I feel like they should be new people, but obviously for the purposes of the podcast, I wrote people, but I just want to say, 
every time I I do every time we cast people who we both know should be like new names, I feel so cringe. And like I feel like those people on TikTok that are like Tom Holland should be and I have tell it to be in the live action. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, for Megan, I put Ali E. Cravajo. Yeah. Uh, she played Moana. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Graham, I put Julia Lester. And she played, I don't remember the character's name, but she's in High School Musical, the musical, the series, which I've seen all of. And also the recent Into the Woods um, revival uh, where she plays Red Riding Hood. And I mean, they're wearing like these goofy uniforms the whole time in the movie. So we don't really know what Graham dresses like outside of camp. But I assume she's more of like a mask lesbian. And I purposely cast more like femme presenting people. Uh, for Megan and Graham, because I feel like this movie, you know, built the characters around all these the different actors. like stereotypes. Oh. Yeah. And it's like that worked back in the 90s, but now it's like a little bit overdone. And we don't get enough like femme for femme lesbian representation in media. It's always like, okay, who's the wife and who's the husband? <laughs> you know? Okay. I so I was like, yeah, I wanted to choose two more like femme presenting people. Um, for director Mary Brown, I put Natasha Leone. So okay. I was like, it would be so funny. If she like, she doesn't give like the prim proper vibes of the director in this movie. Or like, I, I don't know. If that's could, like, though. yeah. I mean, she did Megan, so she could do it again. Yeah. Um, for counselor Mike, I put Bob Titicu. Um, and I think they were on Drag Race. I don't watch Drag Race. I just was like, okay, well, RuPaul is a drag queen. So then I started looking up drag queens. And then I started like, you know, just just looking for the vibe. And I was like, yeah, sure. I just was like, I feel like it should be another drag queen. Okay, valid. Um, But I didn't want to be like, you know, just pick, um off the like the top two that i know which are like trixie mattel and um the russian one Katya. yeah i don't i need to watch need to educate yourself. i do need to educate myself um but yeah also because they're white and i was like i feel like it should be another black drag queen specifically okay yeah and then for rock i put matt rogers who I looked up what he's in because I know him from the podcast Lost Culturistas, and I knew that he was an actor from that, but I didn't know anything that he'd been in specifically. Um, but he, I knew he was in Fire Island because <laughs> I've seen that movie, and like I heard them talk about that movie on the podcast, like him and uh, Bo and Yang. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, what else is he in? In case like other people know. Uh, he's in Q Force. Do you remember that show? I never watched it. I didn't watch it. No. But you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. And I was like, who does he voice in Q Force? He voices Twink. He was also in Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Stop! I didn't see that when he. 
Yeah, so I think he'd do a great job. I almost made um, Bo and Yang counselor Mike, but they're like besties, Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers. And So you made them? No, no, no. Oh. I almost put Bo and Yang, okay, okay. but then I didn't because I was like, I don't think they want to be... I mean, they probably would actually think it's funny actually playing those roles but at the time i wasn't thinking hard about it um and then for lloyd and larry ex-gays i put billy eichner and bo and yang because i wanted to put bo and yang in there somewhere oh my and they have the height difference you know i see mm -hmm. i see you, that's that was what you wanted to maintain with that yeah it's always interesting to hear people's castings and like reasons why. Yeah. And then, um, so that was all the people that I recasted, but then I put a couple like other changes I would make notes. Um, and one of them I already explained, which is like specifically embracing like femininity, but, mm. like, and how it can coexist with being gay. Because I feel like, especially in the 90s, they maybe had more of like a year of vegan. And you wear man clothes, but your woman, gay. You know? It reminds me of that episode in Glee. When the new people when the new people come in and there's the gay football player, and he's like, Why you guys gotta stereotype me? I can be masculine and be gay. That's the point I'm trying to make. Second. We will never be free from Glee. Never. We gotta do the pilot sometimes. <laughs> Uh, two is to mix up the personality types of the side characters, like adding more variety within the LGBT spectrum. So maybe like, I mean, they're not really explicit about like who's lesbian or maybe bi or anything like that, but also just like maybe more non-binary people or trans people in the movie. Yeah. Just like update it a little bit. Um, and also like the archetypes. So, like, they had the goth person, Sinead. I think it was Sinead. Um, but I feel like, and you kind of see this in, like, high school movies these days. Oh, where they have, like, one of the, like, the, the goth yeah. table. Where it's, like, like, in Mean Girls, they were, like, there's the nerds, and we're the plastics, and there's the theater kids. But, like, now, in, like, the 2020s, you watch Do Revenge, and they're, like, there's the, this is still a little, like outdated but there's the instagram which is like that gave a little bit millennial core vibes i don't have anything against millennials we are on the cusp but it's feel like millennial trademark you know i feel like as an individual as a 23 year old as a 23 year old when i watch like high school movies i just have to sit there and acknowledge that the person making this movie hasn't been in high school in 10 plus years yeah and in in my mind I, I can forgive them a little um as a person who has not been in high school for five years i like i understand just sit down with a teenager but i think that i think that you should save your movie that you're making right uh -huh. about the time you were in high school give it 10 years and then drop it you know what mm -hmm. i mean because i can watch like a 90s high school movie and see like where they're like that's the this table or that one but like i forgive them because it was back then and i didn't live through that mm -hmm. but like i've never sat there and been like hmm i wish i had a movie about what high school was like when i was in high school so you're saying do revenge should have been a period piece i'm saying do revenge 
Like it's good. Mm-hmm. I, I I watched it. But I don't like, do no, no Like, yeah. But I mean, like every high school every high school movie is gonna have like twenty five year olds playing a seventeen year old mm-hmm. and there's always just gonna be like some cringe element of it. It just does better watching it when it's not your generation and also it's like we've had time to move past it. Mm-hmm. Like those those like trends. yeah i don't even know what part of like instagram witches like i can't pinpoint what about it feels cringe maybe it's the fact that it's clearly 30 year olds playing teenagers (laughs) um because i mean there's instagram witches for sure maybe tiktok witches would have been more accurate yeah but now we're being nitpicky about yeah, a different movie. About a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those were the only changes that I wrote for my recasting. Okay. Valid. 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 Oh, right. wait. Oh, go ahead. Also important. I talked either in our first episode or second episode about Muna. And I needed, to, I put in red in all caps in my notes bring up the Silk Chiffon music video. This is future Isabel. I forgot to mention um, the reason I brought up this music video in the first place was because it is inspired by the movie. Past Isabel can resume now. If you're listening to this and you're still here, thank you. And also, do yourself a favor. Go up, Pause this right now. Pull up YouTube.com backslash. Go in the search bar, type Muna featuring Phoebe Bridgers' Silk Chiffon, and it'll probably be the first thing after an ad that comes up, and I want you to click on it and have, like, the experience of your life for three and a half minutes, and then come back and give us five stars, because you're welcome. Okay, you done with your promo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's see what let's see the letterbox reviews that really, really, really did it for you. You know what I mean? What, what? go first? Okay. Go ahead. I only wrote one. Okay, I was scrolling too long. Too many of them were about Julia. Sorry, I forget her last name too. Julia. Uh, Julie Delphi. Del- Delphi. I, I don't know. You might have been Delpy. I feel like I saw a lot of people write Delpy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them were just about how they were surprised to see her and the fact that she was credited just as was lipstick lesbian. lesbian. And I had to scroll past so many of those to find one that I thought was worthy enough she of writing fans. down. Yeah. That I only wrote down one. Okay. Here's my one. As far as I'm concerned, the only thing wrong with Megan is that she dog ears her books. Unforgivable. And that was by Pudgy McCobb but it's spelled like M-C-C-A-B-E. But yeah, uh, it's not that I thought that that was like hilarious because of like, oh, ha ha, she's a loser because she dog ears books. I thought it was funny because they were like her books. It was the Bible. She was reading the Bible. You didn't even, didn't really, it's not like in the first scene where she's yeah, like she's in like, a robe, her hair is up in like a little she's bonnet. in she's her like, in her yeah, I was like, why is she wearing a bonnet? It's not, it's like, it's like, it's not a bonnet. It's like her, a hair wrap yeah. thing. 
to like he's in her, her neutral like, colored bedroom on her neutral colored bed surrounded by her gay posters nice she's reading the bible she dog ears it she closes it Beautiful. and i thought that it was funny that they just called it the book i didn't even take notice that it was a bible because i literally wrote down um what's it called Megan nightgown hair wrapped book me I did not realize me it was so reading a quart of something. <laughs> I just finished that, and I'm empty inside. It was all right. I just have not that there's like a shortage of like spicy fairy books out there, but will they hit the same? I think you should just go to Ao3 <laughs> and just look at. Well, it you up. know what comes out tomorrow. The newest book, the newest STEM romance by Allie Hazelwood. I'm so excited to run to Books a Million. Yeah. I can't with those books, bro. It's always like, I have a PhD. It was so hard. I have galaxy pants on. And there's a cat in the nest. (laughs) And, And... and I'm like such a loser, but like I have a PhD, so it makes up for it. And and I'm so quirky, and, and I, I have so mousy quirky. brown hair, and I'm so petite. I'm so teeny tiny. <laughs> and then she meets this man who is like a superior in some form. I'm Kylo like, Ren. Than- <laughs> He's like a wall. You're, you're nothing. Like- you're present. <laughs> you're nothing, but not to me. And that's literally what the whole book is. And then she finds out. She's like, I know you hate me, but like, we could coexist. And then he's like, I never hated you. He's like, it's like I've always loved you forever and ever yeah. and ever. Both and, of her books. And now we're like together. Both of her books are Kylo Ren minding his own business. And then Allie Hazelwood self insert being like, he hates me. What's the Meet the Robinsons quote where they like, Hi, Goob! When I hang out after school, they all hated me! <laughs> and it's like that, but with Kylo Ren and a self-insert of a PhD doc student. Yeah. And they're always like, Oh my god, I'm only 26 and have a PhD. Alright. We get it. We get it. You're smart. Like, you did it. Congratulations! <laughs> me hating at 23 unemployed at Inca's house. Inca is my mother. Um, yeah, but that's why I can't stand those books. I say that as a person who's read all of them. Yeah, I was like, well, I gave it to you to borrow. No, I read them and all. And you tore through it. I, I did read them all. Um, box reviews that really got to me to keep on track. Um, let's see. Finally, a queer film with the aesthetic sensibilities of the Cat in the Hat movie. And this is by Will Steele, and I appreciated that. Maybe I subconsciously read that already, but earlier in the re- in recording this right now, I almost compared it to The Cat in the Hat, specifically The Ride. Hmm. Second universal mention. <laughs> ride mention. First, The Fast and Furious Ride yeah. in our Crazy Rich Asians episode. And now The okay, Cat in the, the Hat the ride, ride, which is debatably the scariest ride what at universal studios when if you ever go oh my god you know what i just realized what you're talking about the actual ride in universal studios do you mean the ride in the movie (laughs) 
dimensional no. box opens. I mean, like, at Universal Studios Orlando, if you go on the Cat in the Hat ride, the one that's in the giant, it's either in the giant hat, I think it's in the giant hat, because the giant green eggs and ham is a restaurant. Anyways, yeah, you go inside the hat, and you get on this ride that doesn't look like it's been updated since the park opened, and there's a part where they let out thing one and thing two, and they come running demonically. There's tons of videos of it. There's so many videos of it. Just it's like the Winnie the Pooh, like floating and through the it's air. It's worse. It's definitely worse. The Winnie the Pooh one is like fun UV lights. It just feels like you're tripping. This one's like a bad trip. As if I know anything about <laughs> tripping. But yeah. I haven't gone on that ride in years. Anyway. Um, this one just said by Isabel, four and a half stars. Mike Pence die. That's the <laughs> which I I don't know what that had to do with it, but it literally was like I was looking and I had to read it like three times because I was like, what? <laughs> but it like she was okay. just speaking her truth. Um, and another one I wanted to end off with. Uh, by Zoe Rose Bryant. This movie is still a masterpiece, but also Rachel Sanat, um, Ayo Edebiri, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, Ruby Cruz showed up beforehand to the premiere of the Bottoms trailer for us, and now that's all I'll be thinking about until the end of time. And I'm also so excited for Bottoms. I'm so excited for it, and I keep forgetting that it comes out in August and being like, oh my gosh, we should cover it for Pride Month, and then I look it up again. I'm like, oh, it's, it doesn't come out this month. Feels like a missed opportunity. You know, it did come out this month. We didn't talk about Across the Spider Verse. Maybe we should talk about that Is after that your this. Obsessions? No. Oh. oh, oh, you should just wait for my what I love this week. Okay. You just wait. Um, I, you I, just wait. I mean, let's let's just hit it. What, oh, okay, what did you, okay. What did you love well, I have two things. First one, not the one that'll take you out, or well, maybe I'm hyping it up too much. It's like you're like okay, all right, my Kindle Fire. <laughs> yeah, first one. So I made a sandwich. <laughs> I made a sandwich because Karen Culkin went on Hot Ones like a few weeks ago, and he was talking about sandwiches. And he was like, "My favorite drunk sandwich is like tuna and some brie and some basil." And I thought he said tomato, but I guess he didn't. But I just slapped some on there anyways. Um, and I'm anti-tuna, at least anti-tuna salad. I don't mind tuna on sushi, but anti-American like forms of tuna, you know? Um, so I put chicken salad on and some honey mustard. I've eaten it three times oh my God. in the past like 48 hours. <laughs> What? I think I'm in like the last week or something. No, 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 no. Oh my god. I had it for lunch today. No, I had it for dinner right before I came here. I had it for lunch yesterday. I had it for lunch the day before. Maybe it's a little more than 48 hours, but you know. It's a good sandwich. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I saw you build it and I thought I thought it was still tuna. I thought you were just like this No, is be gross a lot of people in the comments cuz I posted on TikTok me making this sandwich because i was like they'll love this and they did they did love it did you put 1600 <laughs> no because i saw okay um first of all follow the podcast at man i love film podcast no at man i love film pod on tiktok and instagram but i 
I've been trying to train our podcast TikTok to uh-huh. like not show me children dancing because that's like the first thing it shows what? you when you get on the thing is like oh. lame memes okay. and people dancing. Um, so I'm like, I gotta get this stuff off of here. Mm-hmm. So right now it's showing me exclusively Spider Verse content. Okay, but um, it was showing me some like like influencer tips because it caught the vibe so we're trying to get followers and one of them was like hashtags algorithm doesn't care anymore now you need to put text on the thing like on the image make sure you're doing captions subtitles Mm. so all that to say i wrote succession in the caption okay (laughs) and i put words on the pictures like Um, comma succession yeah, but it's a good sandwich, and you should make it. Um, second, um, man, I love being easy to please. Oh my god, we talked about this the other day. And I say this because we had a classmate in high school, and Excel didn't take Spanish, because she already knows Spanish. But I took Spanish, and I mean, I'm sure people took Spanish. Anyways, I took Spanish, and there was this guy in my class who we had a very small class so Chell knows this person but um and him and this other guy were besties in this class and at one point they like just teasing each other right and i don't remember the context but at one point one of them goes you are so easy to please and i didn't say anything especially because i was really shy in high school and also i didn't i wasn't friends with these people why would i say anything but in my head and he was just joking but i took this very seriously in my head i was like what's wrong with being easy to please it's so fun to be easy to please. You enjoy more things. You get more out of life. So I wrote down some things that I've been able to I, enjoy. I would like to note that when she told me about this, she was like, what's wrong with being easy to please? We were in a Chili's, first of all. We were we were at a Chili's. And she goes, so what's so wrong with being easy to please? This happened over five years ago that she had heard this conversation. And then she goes... I feel like if you're critiquing people that are easy to please, it's just because you're bitter that you can't enjoy things. Exactly. Yeah. So I wrote down some things that I have been able to enjoy because I'm easy to please. Top of the list, the Percy Jackson movies, Akatar, Divergent, both books and the movies. Both the books and the movies? Okay. La La Land. I think La La Land is good. But recently, I've been hearing a lot of people hate on La La Land, so I put that in there. Um, most Marvel movies between Guardians of the Galaxy and Multiverse of Madness. Uh, and then in parentheses, I wrote, I fell asleep during Winter Soldier, and I haven't seen anything since Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Riverdale seasons one through three. Twilight. Matched the book series. Miraculous Ladybug. In Star Wars episodes seven and eight. Which is the first and second one of the sequel trilogy. I think many of those... A few of those I do agree with. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, I like the Star Wars ones. Yeah. What is that? They're like, I liked some of the Gaga songs. <laughs> what does she know about cameras? That's how I felt watching the last one, but I still did watch it. Um. Okay, valid, valid. What do you love this week, man? This week, I love Tubi. Oh my streaming gosh! App I should have seen movies. this coming. I, I, you know what? Let me let me get settled in this. Tubi is an app that like people clown on constantly. 
And, you know, sometimes I'll be talking to some friends and being like describing this like super cool, like niche movie that's like older. And by to my friends, I mean like my two friends and my sister. And they'll be like, oh, where'd you watch it on? Like, where did you even see that? And I'll have to sit there and be like to be. And there's like an audible groan. Like, like no one believes me. And I only recently converted my sister to be a Tubi watcher, but like, it Tubi is like Little Caesars. It's so good when there's no one in your ear telling you what's bad. Like, like, I, I like I, I, you know, I don't even rep companies like that. Uh huh. But I love Tubi because you could watch a movie that was like critically acclaimed in 1930, and on the same streaming service, it's like. I always bring this up. Atlantic Rim is on the same streaming service. I watched this movie, but I'm a cheerleader on Tubi. And like, I found movies on there that have been on my watch list that I just can never find on other streaming services, but I can find it on Tubi. So I've never opened the Tubi app and not found a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a long time. So Tubi is what I'm with, like obsessed with this week. And in line with that, on Tubi, I watched the movie Earth Girls Are oh Easy, gosh. and I could talk about this movie for years. I could talk. It, it's got everyone in it. And by everyone, I mean, like, the four main cast members are crazy. The animation, crazy. The the whole, like... I've seen the big three. I've seen... Jim Carrey. <laughs> um, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like, like, I don't even know how to tell you this... It it's it's got literally Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, and Damon Wayans. I didn't ex- I knew Jeff Goldblum was in it, and I knew Gina Davis is in it. I didn't realize Damon Wayans or Jim Carrey was in it. Yeah, I couldn't remember you, who the third alien was. The music. <laughs> it is a musical. I had no idea. It's a musical. It is a musical. It only has like three musical numbers. I've started this movie before, no, 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 and no, no, I no. either erased it from my brain or didn't even watch far enough. I'm telling you. The music in this movie, just to give you a preview, like one of the songs is like, I like my men stupid. I like them big and dumb. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know how to describe that this movie. I I can't. I just can't. This movie, I'm obsessed with it. My sister watched it with me on Tubi um the other night and she literally like i had to fight her to get it to her to watch it with me but it, she made me watch shawshank redemption so i got to choose the next i saw movie. her log that she loves shawshank and redemption. I, she was like best movie ever she and i was like shawshank Redemption. i've never seen it but every time it's a pretty good movie but i, got I to just choose- read the plot summary and i was like mm-hmm. yeah i got to choose the next movie and so she begrudgingly watched it with me and at the end she was like I cannot thank you enough for making me watch this with you. And we drove to Walmart the next day and she put on the soundtrack. I saw you both log it on Letterboxd and I was like, oh boy. I'm about to have to watch Earth Girls Are Easy, aren't I? I... There's so much. We have to do a whole episode on it because I could talk for hours about it and so could she because we both genuinely throughout many moments of the film... We're just like, oh my god. And I'm going to call it a film because I need to watch it again to really get a full scope on it. This is Man I Love Film. Yeah. Not Man I Love Movies. Yeah. So. Otherwise it would be called M-I-L-M and it would sound too much like M-L-M. Which we're not about Mm -hmm. here on the pod. 
But yeah, that's what I'm obsessed with this week. Before I watched But I'm a Cheerleader, like, you know, for the podcast, not for like the first time. Um, I was like, let me just cause you told me it was on Tubi. And I was like, here she goes again with the Tubi. <laughs> and I was like, let me see if I like already have it on like a platform that I am paying for. Because I'm not about to use Tubi if I'm already paying for a platform that has but I'm a cheerleader. I look up this movie, it's free on YouTube. And I'm like, why are you watching it on Tubi? There's this TikTok since you brought up the pizza, the little Caesars. There's this TikTok of this guy, and they're in France and they're eating pizza. No, they're in Italy. And they're eating pizza in Italy. And he's like, I don't know if it was Little Caesars. It was either like Little Caesars or some equally like mediocre, yeah, mm. fighting words. I'm a Jets pizza girly. Anyways, um, he's like, I think he said Hungry Howie's. He was like, Hungry Howie's is better. <laughs> he was Are you in saying that's Italy. Me? Yeah. You know what? If Tubi has 100 fans, I'm one oh of them. Oh my gosh. If Tubi has one fan, it's me. And if Tubi has no fans, I'm dead. Because I will rock Tubi. It's on my phone. It is on my mother's, like... We were like, at Chili's. Roku. It's at Roku City. Right there, the little Roku City. Tubi passes by. We were at Chili's. And Shell goes, look at this. Takes out her phone. It's on the Tubi app. I'm like, they have an app? No, 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 no. Because you don't get it. I can open this Tubi app, and I literally could run an ad for this. Um, and I could go to my stuff, and it'll show me my list. We got, we got like everything on here. I'm gonna say everything. <laughs> people are gonna laugh at me. We got Twelve Angry Men. We got Fiddler on the Roof. We got Atlantic Rim. We got Final Destination. We got the Butterfly Effect. We got the original The Thing, and then the 2011 one. We've got all the John Wick movies. We have Keanu Reeves' Point Break. We have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, basically, we have a lot of Keanu Reeves movies. Mm -hmm. We have Paris Blues. The Children's Hour. We got Twister. Twister is not like not the game, but like the movie. Like, about, like, it tornadoes. sounds like you're holding Twister the game. <laughs> we, got like, we got Twister. We got Monopoly. Anyway, it's it's got all the movies on there. You know what you really would love. Or would have loved. Maybe you had it. 2009 Netflix. My aunt and uncle had it. And I I didn't appreciate it at the time. Because I didn't know. I didn't know what what cinema was. Mm -hmm. But like. You now, didn't know film. I didn't like know you film know film now. Time. You know like. What, what was I doing in 2009? Mm -hmm. I was watching like Alvin and the Chipmunks. You were playing Just Dance. While the recession What's happening no, in the background? I, I didn't even have that. I was like, I think I was like literally watching Alvin and the Chipmunks probably. Like, I, I've seen every single one of those movies because for the longest time, I had the opinion or belief, let's say belief, that if you've seen one, you gotta see them all. I Which think is that's why I've never seen belief. the Transformers. Because mm. I refuse to let That's why I've never seen Fast and Furious. See, that's why I have. I watched one and I knew I was locked. Uh huh. Well, what a night. Did we decide that we're watching Earth Girls Are Easy for the next episode? I could watch Earth Girls Are Easy every day for the next week. Okay, so if we did it a different week, that would be fine. Okay. I mean, I don't really have that much of a preference. 
but I just had multiple other Pride movies lined up in my brain, and I was like, we already did Robots, week one of Pride, which was homophobic enough. And (laughs) No, I'm kidding. We discussed that Robots is like brand's representation. I... Man, I love film. 